Hey horror fans, and welcome back to the annual Cinemania Killathon event. My name is Dwayne, and this is the horror event where myself and members from the film and horror community come together to discuss five different subgenres in horror. This is part three of the event, and myself, Nick from Movie Emporium, Nick E from Trivial Theater, James from Real James, and Mike from Real School dived into the monster movie genre in horror, aka creature features as I like, as I like to call them. We talk about our general thoughts in the genre, our favorite films in the genre, our least favorites, and what we want to see more of in monster horror movies. It was a very fun show, but before we get into part three, I wanted to let you know how you can support the podcast. To support this event and all the hard work from everyone involved, please give us a like rating, like this episode, or subscribe on any platform you are listening to, or you can pick up some exclusive Kodathon merch up on our T public. Anything helps and I would really appreciate it. Once again, my name is Dwayne and this is the Cinemania Killer Thon on the Cinemania World Podcast. Enjoy and have a very special Halloween. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have part three of the Cinemania Killer Dawn. This is the podcast horror event for Halloween, where I bring on a bunch of members from the horror community, whether that's YouTubers or like people from film Twitter, all around the globe to talk about some horror movies. Each part, we dive into a new uh, subgenre in the horror genre, and today we are going to be discussing monster movies which i'm very excited to do uh but before that i'm going to introduce my little panel here which i'm very excited to do first things first we have from movie emporium we have nick nick how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good i'm glad to be here to talk uh horror movies and monster movies or whatever we're doing today but yeah i'm excited thanks for uh inviting me on the podcast yeah, thank you, uh, as always, for being here. Uh, and we have, from Trivial Theater, back on the podcast, we have Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Hey, not doing too bad. Ready to talk some spooky month uh, fun stuff. Yes, I'm very excited to have you on the show. And uh, from YouTube, we have, uh, from Real School, we have Mike. Mike, how are you? Hey, Dwayne. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yes, uh, excited to have you on. And lastly, uh, from YouTube, we have James. James, What's, how going? Are you? What's going on, Dwayne? Thanks so much for having me on, man. I'm really excited to talk about monster movies, a genre I just started getting into as of the last, what, two to three years. So this will be fun. Okay, yeah, same, because I'm not someone who who uh, who usually likes monster movies like as when I was younger, but as I got older, I had a really enjoy I had some enjoyment with them. So I'm excited to see what everyone 
is was wanting to discuss today. So, like I said before in the uh, in the beginning, everyone, we're going to talk about monster movies during this part of the Killerthon, uh, whether that's like Universal monster movies or like Aliens and stuff like that, or just just general creature uh, creature features, as I like to say. Um, I'm very excited. So, before we get into like favorites, least favorites, because there's a bunch of both. I want to get some general thoughts on this genre. Like, where do you stand? Is it one of your favorite genres? Is it one of your least favorite genres? I'll start with Nick. Let's go to you first. Well, as I was researching monster movies or just this this particular area of the horror film in general, uh, there's a lot of movies in this genre. Um, a lot of my favorites movies, which I was actually kind of surprised about because the, the monster movie genre, as I'm sure anybody can say, is filled with all kinds of different, you know, uh, creatures, different characters it can range from, you know, the simplest, smallest creature to the biggest creature. So in essence, it is technically one of my favorite genres in the horror genre because it's just so packed full of good stuff. So, yeah, it's it's good stuff. I really enjoy and I have plenty of movies to talk about. So. All right. All right. So great to hear uh, from you. Let's go. Let's go to Nikki next. What about you? Where do you stand in this uh, genre? Well, for this particular one, I come from kind of a bad movie tradition. So um, there's so many great kind of B-movie, like bad B-movie horror movies, as well as um, really good ones, too. So I'm kind of excited. Just it's always it's something I've grown into more so than anything else. But also some of my earliest the ones I didn't realize were monster movies. I just laughed at them. So they became, I guess, in a way they they were without me knowing that they were. So, yeah, I'm super excited and I really enjoy a lot of you know, monster movies across the board. All right. Great to hear. Um, as always, let's go to uh, Mike. What about you? Where do you stand? Well, this is kind of a fun genre for me because I, I think with a lot of people, I have kind of a love hate relationship with it that basically there's some fantastic monster movies, some classics, but uh, there's some maybe recent forays into the genre that just absolutely suck. And they're still totally fun to watch. And that's kind of what I love about this genre. And I think it's kind of cool because we all are introduced to the horror genre, I think, through monster movies, right? We don't typically mm. jump into slashers and stuff. So when we're kids, we watch monster movies. And that's kind of how we get teased a little. So, yeah, I'm, I love it from a historical like standpoint, for sure. So, yeah, but it's just one of those genres that definitely it's got some highs and it's got some lows. See, I'm glad you mentioned that just because yesterday I was recording the uh, Paranormal Movie uh, podcast with, uh, you know, with, with some people. And they were shocked when I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about movies that we in this genre that we absolutely hated. <laughs> There's a lot in all of these genres. So um, I'm really excited to get into it as well. And I think you're right. I think when you're younger, you're kind of introduced uh, to this franchise, to, you know, to this genre first. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting because I, when I was little and I watched movies like Halloween and the Jasons, I saw those as creepy monsters because they were mm -hmm. just huge and, and not real. So um, yeah, I would definitely agree. So lastly, let's go to James. What about you? Where do you stand in the monster movie genre? So it's funny because, yeah, the first time I actually got introduced to horror as a genre really was through 
a monster movie and I didn't even watch the entire film. I was kind of scared as a kid. It was through Frankenstein and that just became a staple icon for horror. And at that time I thought all horror movies needed to include at least one monster. And then I got to know a little bit more about the subgenres of horror. But for me being so, I guess, new to actually sitting down and diving into this subgenre, I actually really enjoy the diversity. I know there's a lot of schlock in, in monster movies, but I really do feel like there's a ton of diversity. I mean, I just immediately think of, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here but i think of bong joon ho's the host and that movie is absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. and it's because it's just so different he has fun with it but it's more so about humans than it is about the monster so sometimes you get the best of both worlds with monster movies so that's why i love this genre See, one movie that reminds me of that kind of um, takeaway is, um, you know, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, because it's more so about it's in the in the in the in this world. It's, you know, you have the Cloverfield monsters, but in this bunker, it's more of like a personal human story. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Um, I, I have fun with the first Cloverfield. We're not going to talk about Paradox, but um, yeah, like I have fun like with those kind of things to like making it personal and uh and and close to home and then adding a monster into it or like i think invisible man did a great job doing that you know because you took the you took um you know abuse and turned it and kind of made it into like a horror and stuff as far as that movie i thought that was done really well so um with that with that being said let's get into some favorites um listen i'm gonna start with nikki because i know there's some stuff in here (laughs) that i'm not that i'm so I'm, i'm excited to hear what she says so um nikki take it away let's what are some of your favorite monster movies well it's uh my love of monster movies is kind of vast and across kind of the entire time like you can go back to classics like cabinet of dr caligari not a traditional monster movie but you can look at um the cinemulist in that movie as a, kind of a monster and a lot of the characters in that do have a monster sort of part of them you move up to um like hammer horror movies there are so many incredible like reimaginings of the classic um monsters and i just love the way that they did it you know just that visceral color and the way that they bring it about it feels a little bit more real world than what you get with Universal. Um, B movies of the fifties and sixties, um, everything from them to uh, uh, the day the Earth stood still to um, there, there's they're so That's wide ranging. One. Oh, excellent, yeah. excellent. Um, the ones I I tend to go back to though are, are kind of the the <laughs> kind of the crappy ones of the uh, of the eighties and forward. Just the things you don't expect to be horror, and mm-hmm. even though they do. They're schlocky and weird. A lot of them do have deeper messages about um, they base around the people. There's one called Brain Damage um, that uh, um, that we've talked about, Dwayne. And uh, it mm. is like the, the background story of it is a story of a guy who's fighting coca- like a cocaine addiction. But it comes out as this little weird tadpole shaped guy that attaches to the back of his neck and um, like gives him these incredible highs. But in the same time, the creature eats the brains of his victims. And I... Like ones like that are so incredibly interesting. Um, right. There's one from the seventies called deathbed where the, the bed, there's a bed that's possessed by like an evil spirit <laughs> and it eats. And it's such a schlocky movie. And the fact, mm-hmm. the fact that anybody has known about it is incredible, but it is such an interesting, weird movie. I, I just, there's so much cool stuff to be seen in that respect. 
Right. Yeah. Like I am um, like uh, w- one that I was introduced to, like, a, a you know, a classic kind of cult classic one was when you and I did our review for uh, for Basket Case. Listen, that's in my, that's in my favorites because I had so nice. much fun with it. I'm glad. Stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would go with that. And then some of the ones like I have actually did see Deathbed and it was like ridiculous, but I love it. Um, <laughs> it's stuff, totally so, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, some good choices there. Let's go. Um, let's go to James. What about you? What's some of your favorites? Yeah, so I actually have a classic, Alien. We know Alien is like a classic monster yeah, horror movie. Course, course, uh, yeah, I yeah. mentioned The Host, but there are a few that I want to mention that I don't think people talk about enough. Uh, one of them is Attack the Block. I don't know if you guys have seen Attack the Block. Oh, Wayne, have you seen it? I have. Mm-hmm. I have so yeah. it, it's John Boyega's debut as an actor, and he's just fantastic mm-hmm. in that movie. But again, I think what it does is it gets us to love the camaraderie between our core cast of characters, and then introduces the monsters, but you just fall in love with each and every character. And I, I think that's my favorite type of monster movie is the one that presents an actor or a character in a certain situation, and it makes them kind of question their morals. And the other one is The Mist. I mean, I think The Mist is a oh, fantastic the monster I movie. I love The Mist so much. And mm-hmm. people, I think people forget that The Mist is a monster movie sometimes, I swear because the thing is at the end of the film is when we start to see more and more of this monster but the movie just impacted me so much that I honestly couldn't watch or even listen to anything else after the day I had seen it as a kid because you know clearly I wasn't 18 at the time but it was just so incredible to see the miss at the age I did because it made me look at movies in a different way and then there's another one that I know we talked about it or you talked about it Dwayne just now 10 Cloverfield Lane Mm -hmm. but I do like its predecessor a lot Cloverfield I think kind of changed up the game and I mean, oh, I yeah. get it. Handy cam movies and like the, that stuff is definitely a dime a dozen nowadays. But the thing is, when Cloverfield came out, I think it was the marketing surrounding it that made that monster feel so real to me. I mean, there were so many different websites you could go to, different articles, audio files. I was addicted to the movie before it had even hit the big screen. So, yeah, I, I love those movies a lot. And I really hope uh, more people talk about them and get introduced to them, especially if they're not really in the know of monster movies. Right, yeah, I think Cloverfield is so great. Um, both of both of them, and then and then as far as the mist, I am I'm a big fan of the mist. Just like the uh, the work, the way people are handled in that movie, um, you, you see like different ideologies in that movie of how people would just go insane if, if they were all cooped up into like one grocery store, and then the monster elements come. Uh, you know when they when they when they finally go next door for medicine, you have all those like fly things, and then that when that tentacle comes out of nowhere uh, in the garage scene is so good. Then oh, the yeah. ending is so so crazy. Like I I like movies like that, like End of the World, big monsters invading, uh, World uh, War of the Worlds is one of my favorites with uh um with um Tom Cruise and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um yeah, I always love movies like that where it's like it's kind of the end of the world, some monsters here, we don't know what to do, but we're gonna to try to fight it and stuff uh, yeah i'm a huge fan of those i wish we had more of those actually as well um so let's go to nick what about you okay um well first the uh marsha gay harden is a true monster in the mist i just have to say that she was horrifying yes. in that movie yes, yes um okay so when it comes to a movie with monster movies a lot of them are movies i've watched quite a bit especially as a kid uh there's one i wanted to bring up that i watched recently it was frank and zed I want to give the Puppets Core uh, group a shout out because of how good that movie is. If you get a chance to watch it, definitely check it out. But it's a great monster movie that's puppets and whatnot. So, but we also have like Gremlins, which is you know mm-hmm. an '80s horror film that has crazy looking creatures. But they like that movie is so dark and violent and disturbing that it like terrified me as a kid. But it's just such a great film in its own right from like Joe Dante. 
Um, Bride of Frankenstein is probably my favorite monster movie, just with how how good that movie was for its time from in the 30s, you know, adding uh, a wife to a Frank- Frankenstein and, you know, how she kind of, you know, has to kind of cope with the fact that she is brought back and she can't handle Frankenstein and stuff like that. It's a really kind of uh, awesome tale of like, you know, being different and whatnot. Um, let's see. The original King Kong, of course, is always a good monster oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a classic. Uh, let's see. American Werewolf in London is one of my favorites just because of the, the visual effects from uh, Rick Baker and just how insanely disturbing that movie can get with its like, uh, you know, uh, visual effects and stuff like that. And um, a couple other ones I have. Uh, James already mentioned the host, but uh, The Fly, the David Cronenberg film with uh, Jeff Goldblum. Ooh, yeah. That movie is insane. They're, they're, like the, the I, all these movies have like great creature effects, and of course Jurassic Park. Uh, I'll leave off with Jurassic Park because <laughs> you know dinosaurs, you know man <laughs> eating people is good stuff. So yeah, um, but yeah, those are probably those are the ones I could like that I came up with that I, I'm truly kind of in love with watching as a monster movie. So right. See, the funny thing about Jurassic Park is that it falls in that category of so campy of like a yeah. monster movie that a lot of people don't consider it horror. But I think there's a lot of horror elements in movies like that. And then if you go yeah. to like, the you know, Jaws and like Deep Blue Sea, mm-hmm. which are some of my favorites, there's like, you know, it's it's the camp monster kind of creature. You know, I mean, it's a shark. It's not like a monster. But, you know, it, I mean, um, like those movies have that camp. But then in a way, you still get introduced to a lot of tension and a lot of horror into those um which i really which i really really enjoy um last year let's go to mike what about you what's some of your favorite um monster movies well i know i'm meeting everybody pretty much virtually for the first time here but i think nick and i are going to be best friends because uh (laughs) basically that list was just like oh man he's talking about all the ones i want um but you know what i'll go back to in terms of kind of a subgenre. i love everything like he mentioned with gremlins i love practical effects i love all those like puppets so I mean, I even liked uh, Krampus, you know, just for what it was, right? And the fact that uh, they tried to bring back, you know, all those puppets and, and like the little evil creatures and those kind of monsters, the practical effects are fantastic. Um, yeah, Gremlins and stuff like that, I loved growing up watching that. And then again, to go back to what James was saying about Attack the Block, uh, mm. that was the same thing. It was like evil Muppets, you know what I mean? Like they were just an awesome kind of monster movie um, and a fantastic cast, right? Like Jodie Whittaker, the new Doctor Who. Uh, not so new at this point, but yeah, she was in it as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I love that kind of stuff because, again, it's what I grew up with, especially in the 80s. And uh, so, you know, I love when practical effects are brought back. And oh, same, same. 100%. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like it's so rare nowadays. And I know I think it's more expensive, is it not, than CG at this point? Practical? Sure so. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm not sure, but like even even not in the in the horror genre, like just the superhero genre, I get so annoyed. <laughs> everything is just is just green screen now. I get it. There's like li- there's like time right. limitations and stuff. But like I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, it was on Twitter. James Wan like revealed what was supposed to be Valak in the Conjuring. Right. Oh yeah, I did. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, that is a beautiful creature, but. You know, um, I like I like the nun and everything, but I was like that would that would have been really really interesting to see. Yeah. And it was like a practical 
like like motion like censored kind of creature and i really really enjoyed that right um i think everyone had some really good choices and so oh, i got can i can i have one more thing oh, go ahead go ahead thanks because yeah. i was just going to say the evolution of all that the gremlins and practical stuff uh i think it culminizes in the thing i mean how do you Ooh. eat the thing right like oh, of that, course, yeah. that monster yes i mean like the monster effects in that i mean you can't beat that. And I mean, it's terrifying and it's visceral and it's disgusting. So yeah, everything you kind of want in a monster movie, plus that great social commentary that everybody's been talking about that they, you know, you can throw into horror movies. It's just a fantastic film. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing about horror movies too, is the best ones are the ones that don't necessarily center around the monster, but show you that th there is this horror of this monster, but also what it brings out in the people around it. Well, that's why, um, for instance, I, I, brought, I brought up Frank and Zed for a reason, because of what you're talking about. You know, there was a movie that's coming out called Come Play, which is a CGI monster movie. And then when you look at something like Frank and Zed, which is a puppetry, you know, practical movie, there's something kind of awe-inspiring about watching something like that and getting the creep factor more than a CGA monster like Slenderman or I totally I said, agree. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's pretty fun to watch when they do actually put work into it. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree. There's so many horror movies where like the, like the actual creature looks great and, and I'm not going to take a shot at like CGI creatures all that much just because they are, they are some good ones the ones that you know that there's like time there's like time invested into it like when you go to stranger things like the creatures and those it like in, in in those shows each season is always like a like a stepped up kind of creature which always look great then you go to fucking slender man and it's like some freaking crayon looking thing <laughs> like every rubber band bullshit and i hate that so much so yeah i could i 100 agree um, even even in the uh, it, in the newer it movies, when they turned him into like a bigger monster, like the the pro the projector scene where he has those teeth and stuff like oh, that is excellent. also really oh, yeah. really good to look at. And I just love. I'm a big fan of like creature and monster designs. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who in this chat is like gamers, but like The Last of Us is monsters designs. Uh, yes. with, like the cordyceps kind of virus is so creepy and if you played the last i mean the last of us part two that big rat king thing was just so good was so it was creepy but it was like i love creature just a good creature design so um yeah i would agree but like as far as for me um I'm gonna go a little bit more basic, uh, just because just because you know everyone had had great uh, great choices, but of course I go to like Cloverfield, um, and then um, one of my underrated kind of monster movies is like The Faculty. I really enjoy that. Oh, yeah. um, Deep Blue Sea is great. Jaws is always great. Um, some a movie from this year that I actually enjoyed as far as the creature design um, at the end. Spoilers, sorry, but like Underwater, um, it got a lot of hate. But mm -hmm. like the way the, they had a lot of really interesting designs of like whatever creature that was in the water that I really really enjoyed. Uh, the Mist is another one that I absolutely love. Alien, uh, Predator, stuff like that. A movie called Quarantine um, that I also like too a lot. A Quiet Place is pretty good as well. Um, and then when you go to like the more actiony kind of ones, like the like the newer Godzillas, those are those are pretty good to look at. The Invisible Man also from this year. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a big fan of most uh, most monster movies where they're done well. Then you have like the ones that we'll get into as far as um, as far as the ones that aren't done well. So let's get right into that. Uh, what are some uh, what are some monster movies that some of you guys do not enjoy like at all um i'll go to nick give me some of your uh, least favorite monster movies well if anybody's ever watched any of my videos the movie that i talk about quite often that i hate with a passion is of course slender man 
because <laughs> that movie is as bad of as abysmal as a horror film can get in any genre in its own right. It's just mm-hmm. bad. Um, this one, I only have three, but this one might be a little controversial. The 96, uh, I think it was 96 or 95 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. Oh, yeah. well, I, I kind of agree. Um, yeah, no that. doubt. Yeah, some people really like that movie, which is perfectly all right. I, I just... You know, I'm, I actually like the last Godzilla movie they put out, the King of Monsters or whatever. I know a lot of people didn't, but I felt that was more true to the Godzilla character than what Roland Emmerich was doing. <laughs> so it was, you know, not a great film. But um, the other one, I don't know what you guys think about, but the uh, Hugh Jackman uh, award-winning uh, Van Helsing. Uh, <laughs> um, I said who Jackman? I'm like I'm like Wolverine. The only two movies in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, Van Helsing was just I like I said people like that movie. I just it was so it was so bad. I, I, I actually fell asleep watching the movie in the theaters. I was like, mm. this is boring. I hate Dracula. Frankenstein looks like he's uh been strewn together with whatever parts he found in a chop shop and it's just like <laughs> it was bad so um there's other i'm sure there's other horror films that i can't think of at the moment but those are the three that came to mind pretty easily like that i most talk about so can i ask a question yeah who do you know that likes van helsing <laughs> I, you would not be surprised you, you would not be you would be surprised how many people i know that like that movie i have a few friends that like it i know some people when i was working at the movie theater like it people like it just for the simple fact that it's a brain dead horror a brain dead <laughs> horror monster movie that has like the wolfman and frankenstein and dracula and that's all they want like you know the the um Benicio del toro wolfman is the same thing it's just a brain dead movie that people really like so it's just they're but, looking uh, for yeah, like, the it, universal horror, like the they're looking for them, but in a more modern sense. Right? Yeah, I guess, yeah, <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> yeah. All so. right, let's uh, let's go to Nikki. Why don't you just give us some of your least favorites? I I swear I don't have a hate boner for um, uh, M Night Shyamalan, but I kind of dislike a, a lot of like the things that he does. The Village for me felt so underwhelming. It was one of those like the monsters turned out to be. I understand what they were going for, but the twist really wasn't that awesome a twist. Um, the the another one was like, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. It's not an uncommon opinion, but 2017's Mummy was such a oh, that yes. on my list. and utter <laughs> letdown on every level. I just that's uh-huh. being the movies that I review are are small. They're done with passion. They may be misguided passion, but it's still a lot of passion, and they they may not yeah, have the yeah, money yeah. or the experience. But you look at a movie like The Mummy. It had all the stuff that should have made it great, but they ran. They, I was so excited about the dark universe. And then they go and they tried to sprint before they could even take their first, cr- like before they could crawl. Mm-hmm. And that just like the mummy was kind of cool. Like the idea of it, there was some neat ideas, but it just, Oh, it pissed me off so much. So I'm not um, going to see an episode of that movie at, at anytime soon. Oh God! <laughs> and then um, on the idea of Slenderman, you take the rip off of Slenderman. The Bye Bye Man was just oh. <laughs> kill me now. <laughs> you always forget. I always forget that there's like there is a lot of bad movies out there. Then like this happened. This has been happening all week. People would say a, a movie. I'm like, oh my God, the rage that I had when I watched that movie, <laughs> man. So I I I, I agree. Um, listen, I, I just want to give before I go to the next person. I want to give just one disclaimer as far as worst. It's not horror, but monster trucks 
I don't know if any of you guys seen it. Oh yeah. Oh no. It has listen. It has monster in the title, so it's in my list. It's awful, but so. Um, all right, let's go to Mike. Mike, how about you? What's some of your least favorite uh, monster movies? Well, this okay. This is kind of weird because I prefaced that you know Nick and I are going to be best friends now, but now I feel like Nikki and James are going to end up hating me because let me just. I'm first. I'm going to defend the village. Because, ah, oh. uh, yeah, what well, bold statement already? Oh no, you, um, you know what? It, it has it has a lot of merits. It's not a terribly done movie. It's yeah. just the way that some of it laid out that that big crazy ending. It just kind of came off as eh. okay. Oh, all right, all right, fair enough. I, I okay, will, I will say this: no one's saying no. What? No. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh well at least you know yeah at least it didn't have any Wahlberg. i mean that's that's a that's a <laughs> oh, plus i guess God. um but here here we go when uh i'm, I'm just gonna like totally uh make james hate me here at this point but um i hated cloverfield i hated cloverfield and oh, i think a lot of you had just said you like cloverfield. there <laughs> let me let me preface this story and then you'll realize why uh it was my 30th birthday when i saw this movie and i was hung over from the day before and I sit down and I'm like, great. I love kaiju movies. Like, I'm ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't wait to see what this is. And the fact that I didn't throw up when I watched it was amazing. Because can you imagine watching oh. that movie when you're hungover, right? <laughs> oh, it's, it was the worst decision I ever made. And you know what? I will be honest. Because of that, I, you know, I'm already putting the, putting the movie in a, a corner, so to speak. But the fact is, I just kind of didn't like anything. Like, I hated the fact that T.J. Miller was, like, the camera operator. Like, I hated his character. And I've actually hated T.J. Miller ever since. Because he was, well, there you go. Okay, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reason to hate him now. But, yeah, it's just one of those things that I could never get into that movie. And uh, I, I will agree with the fact that, you know, like, J.J. went into his kind of, like, masturbatory uh you know phase that he usually goes where he's like i'm the greatest and like look at all the layers that this can go in um so when he did like his websites and you know he had crossovers and like his other shows where like you know characters from other abc shows were drinking slush show and that was like this little inside joke and i was like all right so yeah we get it jj like it's fantastic it works on so many levels um i will say that having gone back sober and watched that movie now um, you get a lot more out of it. Like I understand a lot more of the subtext and the whole 9-11 kind of subtext that it has, mm. and you know, making it feel real. But at the time I hated it. I, I can't stand found footage films, right? That, that you know, okay. handheld stuff. Yeah, it just never works for me. Like, you know, yeah. rarely does it ever work for me. Larry said it yesterday. Like he, um, uh, Larry was doing, we were talking about paranormal activity. And I was like, yeah, the third one's great. The second one's not bad. And he's like, I hate um, found footage movies, all those kind of stuff. Because yeah. I just don't know why. Let's. I know, like my problem with that is that I know I'm watching a found footage movie. You don't have to show me that by shaking the camera and making me <laughs> nauseous. So, That's it. Like, <laughs> And to me, that's that's Cloverfield. It took away the best part of the movie, which is seeing the monster and made the entire thing nauseating. I think even if I wasn't hungover, it's still nauseating. Um, and, you know, the fact that you get the comments from T.J. Miller's character, he's like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh. like the whole movie is just screaming. And I kind of went, yeah, I don't need to be this close to the action. Like there's something about choosing to show the monsters at the right moments, you know, not just at the end of the movie, 
um, that that can really make or break a monster movie. And I think going back, maybe I'll, I'll make Nikki a friend at this point, going back to hating on Shyamalan, you know, he's done that a lot in his movies where like Signs is a perfect example of how it's a brilliantly crafted film until the third act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you see the aliens, you're like, I'm out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you, oh, totally. it ruins everything. Yeah. So yeah. So Cloverfield, I think, is definitely on the top of my my hate list for yeah, for that reason. Well, when um, it comes to found footage films, I mean you can go back all the way to Blair Witch Project. It's like I love Blair Witch Project, but it's like at some point you're like, turn the f- damn camera off and run. <laughs> it's like <laughs> as much as I love to watch people scream in terror, it's like turn that camera off. It's like, what are you I doing? Know, you're an idiot. I I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I am watching Paranormal Activity, and then Mika, his wife, is just, is just screaming in the background, and is let me grab the fucking camera first, and I'm like, Mika, just go help her. I, I, I know you have to show it and stuff, um, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, as far as as far as Shyamalan, um, I agree with I agree with both of you guys' statements about him just just lose it. He lost me at the third act with Glass. I was so angry yeah. when I was watching Glass, and then he's just just stuck was happening at the end what's his face dies from a puddle what happened i don't know <laughs> but, um, just, i don't know but it's not a monster movie so i won't i won't like rat on it too much but um okay so who who didn't speak up i, I lost my count it was it was far. me i haven't spoken just yet Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, already. So I know we've already mentioned some. Like I had some on my list already. I know Nikki talked about The Mummy. Uh, it's a terrible movie. I'm sure Tom Cruise wants to forget about it. His wallet doesn't, though. The Wolfman. <laughs> uh, honestly, The Wolfman. I. I I know it had a good cast. I know it had a good premise. But I remember right. seeing that movie, and that was the first memory i guess i have of paying for a movie ticket that i absolutely regretted not even halfway through the film (laughs) the wolfman is it had a great premise and i understood it was like it's been remade so many times but the wolfman really just uh for me was one of those films that it looked okay but when you get past how it looks and you get into the substance of the film well it's just it's lacking in every department and I really think that this is probably an unpopular opinion, but Gareth Edwards' Godzilla is one movie that just does not vibe with me. Dwayne, have you you've seen it, right? I have, I have. I try okay. not to discuss it. Oh, I'm sorry, Dwayne. Oh, gosh. Is it sacrilegious to talk about it on the pod? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> but Gareth Edwards' Godzilla. I mean, it's one of those films where, the, honestly, I think it was the right time for a Godzilla movie, but it was the terrible it's the one of the worst executed movies i think that i've ever seen in my life i mean all of the best moments with godzilla happen off camera and at at a certain point you get frustrated as a viewer you want to see godzilla he is the main draw and instead we get brian overfield that's the same thing isn't it In, in in a way but also in a way like you get it okay once it's a tease cool second time it's a tease oh my gosh third time it's maybe a little bit more of a tease and then the fourth time you get it for like maybe two seconds and the camera's like all the way zoomed out and you just don't get up in the face of godzilla that's probably a reason why i love godzilla versus monsters or like the king ver- i don't know what it was nick you brought it up but yeah. i like th- i like that movie a ton because i think we just get all of the monsters and i think that's great and yeah. that's what you come to a godzilla movie for and the second one or i should say the last one that i have gosh um Maybe maybe it's not a monster movie, Dwayne. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is Pacific Rim a monster movie? 
Hey, that works. I was uprising is horrific. So that's uprising is awful. The first one is so good. I think the first one is just Del Toro's vision through and through. But Pacific Rim Uprising, God bless you, John Boyega. I love you so much. But that movie, I just do not like. I I I got out of the film. Everyone loved it. Like the general audience was like, "Yo, I'm with it." And I turn over to my buddies and I'm like, "Hey, I know we're in the press section, and I don't like mean to sound pretentious, but like." Are we the only ones that don't like this movie in this theater right now? Because everyone else was in love with this film and it was just loud for nothing. I mean, I didn't even finish my popcorn. Nothing was appetizing. I lost my appetite for everything. The movie was just absolutely uh, awful. It's the Michael Bay kind of things are happening. And like, you know what? You know what? I I got mad for um, Uprising for. I don't even think it deserves Pacific Rim, that title. Just I'm going to call it Uprising. So when I watched the first Pacific Rim, like you got the size of the thing so great like you know like it just looks like the because i watched that in imax and it just looked like a very imposing kind of movie like where like you know they'll have shots where like the mont the i mean the um the bots were just huge and stuff and i never felt that with um uprising because like i felt like the camera was like miles and miles away so the 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 bots just looked small like so i was just Mm like this is and a lot of these movies you mentioned uh king of the monsters and even the first godzilla i know i said some of these movies i like the fact that there's like a personal story a good one um these movies they have like some of the worst characters like these like big uh, like scope kind of monster movies and i'm like and 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 like got king of the monsters it's a great cast you got millie bobby brown in her first role like you know movie role uh you have um you know vera farming like you have all these great people but they're just like some of the worst characters um they just do things that are just so dumb uh, that just happens in a lot of these kind of movies so yeah i would i would agree did you have any more james uh i had an honorable mention which is actually a dishonorable mention when you think about least favorites uh, <laughs> the meg with jason statham is very recent i would say but honestly it's it's memorable for all the wrong reasons because oh my gosh i thought i was gonna go in and have fun the trailer looked awesome and you walk away thinking this is one of those movies that it it sounds good on paper but then you just don't put the right people in the director's chair and the writer's chair. Like no one is writing a good script in the entire film. I feel like they were struggling. They, they were just chugging along until they got to the shark. And then you see the Meg and you're like, okay, but I'm not attached to any of the characters. I'm not attached to this movie in the slightest. And then you find out they're making a sequel and you're like, but, but how, how are you making a sequel to the Meg? So I, I really think the Meg is one of those films that it sounds so darn good when you read the synopsis on IMDb and then you press play and you're like, oh, great. This is not the movie I expected at all. Uh, didn't totally he punch good. a he punched a shark right didn't he punch a shark in that movie yeah he punched a shark don't remind me please <laughs> <laughs> well it's totally a glorified sci-fi movie at this point like you think about you know to make a to make a especially like a giant monster movie it has to transcend what would be done on the sci-fi channel at least as far as like shark anything water related oh. it absolutely has oh. to rise above sharktopus yep. sharknado yep. Um, mega shark versus mecha shark Jesus. Megalodon, yeah. Yep. Sand sharks, mad. ghost sharks, trailer park sharks, uh, ghost shark. <laughs> two. Shark. <laughs> Listen, I'm, this is my thing. I'm not mad because I feel like they know what they're doing and they know these are ridiculous. Now, if this if these were like theater, like released to the public in like a theater, I'd just be really upset, you know, because I'm just like 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 piranha. Fuck, like those. <laughs> these are like really really bad. Um, okay, so I think I had a couple here. You guys, you guys like took a lot of mine, but fine. <laughs> um, 
the guests. Uh, nobody mentioned Bird Box. It's not really a monster movie, but I mean, I, I call it a monster movie. There are monsters in there. We just never see them, hmm. I guess. But that movie is like, it's just kind of the happening, but with monsters. Um, the Mummy, like you said, uh, was just really bad. Um, Alien versus Predator, Requiem, Requiem, whatever. Oh, <laughs> I did mention Cloverfield Paradox earlier. That was really bad. Sharknadoes. They're on like eight, I think, now. There's I think those- there are six. This, it mean, feels like eight. Yeah, it feels like twelve. <laughs> um, and I didn't mention this earlier, but I did have a favorite. I had a I had a favorite, like a a very like nostalgic favorite. But um, Eight Legged Freaks was oh great. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I haven't watched it in so long, but I remember loving that as a kid of just giant spiders everywhere. Um, and then the, so the, isn't there isn't there a guy? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there, isn't there a guy in that movie that's on like a he's on like a bike and he's like running from the monsters and stuff? Great. Um, uh, <laughs> Paradox I already said Jeepers Creepers two and three. Woof. <laughs> I, just what the there's there's so many this is i guess get it i get really irritated at some of these ideals as far as like really really bad monster movies um and yeah i didn't i didn't mind king of the monsters the 2014 godzilla is kind of a mess uh skull island uh kong skull island i like the way kong looked but um, everything else and the monster the creature designs in that movie was pretty good too but um, everything else was like um eh, iffy mm-hmm. um you know, so yeah, just you guys. Everyone had some had pretty good, pretty good bad ones that I was excited to to discuss. So, lastly, before we kind of finish off here, I wanted to get um, you guys' last final thoughts on the monster movie genre and what do you want to see more of, or what do you want to see at least of from these movies? Um, I'll start with James. So honestly, when it comes to the genre itself, I don't think people take it seriously anymore. And that's the biggest problem with monster movies is that people look at this subgenre and think, oh, okay, so I'm going to go buy a $10 bucket of popcorn and just turn my brain off. But honestly, the best monster movies, we talked about it all day today, are just ones that kind of make you think. And when you leave the movie theater, you think less of the monsters, but more of the characters. So I want to see more of that from this genre. I understand that studios have to push out these movies that'll hopefully get somebody to go on a cheap Tuesday or cheap Thursday. But I just think that they would actually, I don't know, they'd see a larger audience, a more diverse audience even of uh, moviegoers that will come and flock to the box office for movies that'll challenge you. If honestly someone comes away and says, hey, this movie blew my mind. And they're like, well, which movie is this? Oh, The Host. And they're like, The Host? What? It's a monster film, really? And that at least gets me curious and honestly i i really feel like and we did touch up on this earlier they got to stray away from just cgi everything i mean practical effects i think would actually make people even a little bit more scared because that's the thing about the monster genre i mean it's just it's so it's so real but it's not you know there there are so many elements of reality but when you see the monster you automatically know they're in a different universe they're in a different world but practical effects i think not only look cool but there's better ways to make monsters look awesome using practical effects nowadays i mean it's not hard to i mean it is hard to do but i would say it's probably an easier decision to go that route than just go full cgi because i don't know i feel like more people especially horror junkies they, they would just love those sorts of movies so i would love to see that from this genre a lot more often uh, i guess next year and the years beyond yeah yeah i would agree like I, once again like i'm a huge fan of practical stuff Practical creatures and, and designs are like one of my biggest, uh, one of my biggest things that I love about this genre. So, um, yeah, I, I would agree. Let's go to Nikki. What about you? What are some of the things that you want to see more? And any final thoughts on the genre? 
If you're going to do jump scares, make them actually count for something. Don't just, you know, throw a musical sting and then a mouse comes out of nowhere. Those <laughs> things, I, they, they are, you know, essential to the genre, I think. But they throw them in when they don't know what else to do. It, it's such a deus ex machina kind of thing. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, well, we need to make something happen. Rah! Scary music. And it, it it takes away from the actual truly creepy moments. You know what? I don't know. That's that's my kind of thought on it. And I wish people, I wish that some of the bigger movies would put more thought into what they're doing. You look at all these small independent horror movies. Like I, I watched Train to Busan several times and every single yeah. time. And not that that's monster per se, but it, it grabs you and it doesn't let go. I'm not a teary. I'm, I don't cry at movies every mm -hmm. single time, even though I know it's coming. I ball, you know, and not that you need that action. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. It's, you don't need to have that visceral of a reaction to every single movie. You have to have popcorn horror movies as much as you have to have thoughtful ones, but the balance is so off. Like you say, people don't take them seriously because of those things. And I think you, that balance needs to be reestablished in some way, shape, or form. Right. See, I, I, I actually 100% agree. Um, my, my point to that is like, is like the earth. The, the closest thing I could think of is like, um, I'm trying to figure out if you would have get it, like the Invisible Man from this year. If you would have given that to, I feel like a lot of directors who just kind of make movies where you know, well, let's just get get the get the cash grab and do what we got to do, and then just get out of there. Um, like like the scene where she starts to fight the actual, uh, you know, the Invisible Man in the kitchen. It could have looked so much worse, like like really, really, really bad, like as far as cheesy and stuff like that. But I, I think stuff like that is just done so well, and that's what happens when you have thought. Uh, you have a more you have you have thought and effort put into these kind of movies, and not just the ideals of let's just throw something on the screen, get a quick get a quick paycheck. We don't care what critics think, and and let's get out of there. So uh, yeah, the, I I actually 100% agree. Uh, next, let's go to Mike. What about you? You guys said I already touched on a lot of what I want to say, so that's that's great. It'll save me a little bit of trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 100% all about practical effects, and we, you know, go back to Gremlins. I know we were just talking about maybe not taking it uh, the genre seriously, but I, you know, there's just something magical about movies like that. You know, there's something fun, and I enjoy the fun as well. On the flip side to that, I will say, especially as kind of an academic, like I definitely love monster movies that have that subtext like if you want people to take uh the genre serious then keep adding movies like that you know a thinking man's or a thinking woman's monster movie like that's what i want to see um i didn't mention one other thing that I, i'm gonna throw out there i think i'm the only canadian on the panel today but um i will say ginger snaps is another mm. werewolf movie and that was early enough when i got into horror movies that that was the one that i went wow there's a lot of subtext to this like it works on a lot of levels not the greatest werewolf movie out there but it was the one that made me think and so i like that kind of stuff nice. um and related to that i would say you know going back to the old school we've been kind of putting down um universals uh dark cinematic universe or whatever they call that uh that failure but the old school monster movies to me are a classic for a reason and it's the stories that they come from and it's the subtext that's within them you know frankenstein is all about playing god you know science yeah. versus religion uh, 
yeah. Werewolf movies, I love because even the Wolfman, I will defend the Wolfman as well. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, it's that dichotomous nature. It's that Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. That's why I'm a huge fan of the Hulk for the same reason. You know, we all have this monster within us. Uh, same thing with Invisible Man, you know, like what what would we do if we had this power? And like, you know, if we couldn't get caught, what would we do? So it's about morality and things like that. So that's what I want to see. So if Universal ever does decide to bring back those old school movie monsters, and I hope they do, and I'm sure they will because it'll make money and that's what right. they're all about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they need to put in because the mummy had none of that. Yeah. It had Tom Cruise running. And you know, it had a, a Jekyll and Hyde that, you know, had a Cockney accent and that's how you knew he was evil. You know, like that was about the limit it went. So, yeah, just just bring back uh, the subtext, like really smart subtext has has always been a great part of horror. And that's why, you know, the movie that I went back to again, like The Thing. And that's why George A. Romero's zombie movies work so well, because it's not just about the monsters in the movie. So that's what I want to see. I would agree. Um, to touch on what you said, uh, Lee Whannell was given like a deal at um, at Universal to do more uh, monster movies. Oh, beautiful. So it looks like he's gonna be doing. I think I think he's doing responsible for that Wolfman movie with Ryan Gosling. I'm not sure. Um, don't quote me. But yeah, I just wanted because I was listen when I heard about the Invisible Man, I was like, oh God, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but like you know, but I think it was done pretty well, and I really enjoyed it and stuff. As far and and they made it more grounded and not so much campy, and I and I like that aspect of it. Um, so let's go to lastly, uh, Nick, uh, what are, what are some of the things you want to see and any final thoughts on the genre? Well, the genre in general, just in horror and, uh, it's, uh, birthright. It's a genre that's very easy to make films for. I, I said in my review before, but you go back and you look at a lot of, uh, celebrities and people like Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, they all got their starts in horror monster movies. And the thing about it is, is because it's so easy to make movies for, it can become a huge uh, money-making you know, genre. And therefore, it makes problems for the simple fact that people you know, can make a movie easily and put it out there like a Slender Man. But like uh, you, know, you guys were saying... When you go back and you look at the old, you know, George Romero films, or you look at the old monster movies, they're very uh, social political in their nature. So they had a lot to say. You know, when you go and you look at like a Slender Man or Come Play or uh, any of these horror films, especially like The Mummy and The Wolfman, there's really no substance there. There's no ideas being presented. It's just like here's Universal or here's Warner Brothers or here's Focus Features or like. How can we gain, how can we milk and bilk uh, money out of the audience? And I just want to see people like Lee Wanell and James Wan and these up and coming creators basically put more love into the films. You know, the last like true great horror film I saw was like The Invisible Man because it was just truly, it took an idea like an abused woman and really kind of ran with it and made it kind of a unique tale and a unique spin. You know, I look at something like um, not a lot of people. I don't know if people agree with me, but something like Get Out is a monster movie in essence of just like the nature of you know these characters and the monstrosity that they are when they're trying to do what they do. And I just like those types of films when you know, like I said, when Slenderman comes out, it's like why am I watching a horror film like this? It's really it just it makes me kind of sick and sad because the monster movie and the horror movie in general is such a fascinating thing because you can go back almost a hundred years now and see some really interesting stuff with like Nosferatu and, 
you know, the Bride of Frankenstein. So it's just, it's a genre that's really easy to make films for, but it's also a genre that can do some really interesting political topics that can have fun with it as well. Look at Evil Dead. It's a perfectly, you know, represented monster movie. And it's just, I don't know. I, I have so many ideas on like where they could go with it, but it's like, you know, they want to keep making that cheap cash grab. So, right. And, and as far as like Slender Man, the Bye Bye Man, it's like, you know what you're going to get. It's like, you know, it's like a, the monsters introduced and yeah. then you have a main character. Then the main character gets creeped out. Then she goes to Google. Then like, then some like priest tells them how to defeat it. Then they don't defeat it really. Then the movie's over. Trash. I just, I hate, I hate it so much. It's like, there's no thought put into that i love what you said about get out because i agree and i and i think i think the same thing of us i think that's like the scariest thing is to see like an alternate version of yourself Mm -hmm. you know like that's just that's just like you know that's very scary and very monstrous to me um and whatnot especially especially the father in that movie how his his alternate was like so so brooding while he's just like a big teddy bear you know so um yeah i would 100 percent agree um yeah i agree with everyone 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 had something interesting to say as far as like what they would see more of and i would want to see the more the same as far as like epic scale monster movies i think there's not there's there's nothing wrong with just sometimes focusing on just the uh the monsters sometimes like every transformer movie or every uh godzilla or kong movie doesn't have to focus around the uh human characters but then the smaller scale one yeah i would love to see them focus more on the humans and see how this is this is affecting them personally but you just can't give me like a big epic scale summer blockbuster in godzilla especially next year with uh godzilla versus kong and then the majority of the movie we're just focusing we're just looking at millie bobby brown watching the people fight you know uh, I, I don't want that, you know so uh yeah i would just want more as far as that aspect and more um just different things just just as far as to do and not the same kind of thing jump scares as well um i, I think I, I think the handling of a great monster kind of tension scene that i want more of that didn't even need a jump scare was like annihilations that that the bear and stuff mm-hmm. like that is stunned mm-hmm. so well yeah um so yeah just stuff like that so yeah i would agree um all righty so with that being said, everyone, I think that's all we got for today's uh, episode and this and part three of the Kilodon. So I want to I want to thank you guys so much. Thank uh, everyone here for uh, you know for sharing their their thoughts and everything um, and coming on joining the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, all right, so I want to go around the panel get everyone social medias, get some plugs in. Uh, let's start with Nick. Let everyone know where they can follow you. Uh, well, most of everything that I post is on uh, at Big Shadow One One Three Eight on Twitter. Uh, of course, I have Movie Emporium, my review show or my review channel, as well as I do a Star Wars podcast called Trench Run. Uh, but yeah, if you ever want to find me or ever want to chat with me, I'm uh, at Big Shadow One One Three Eight. All right, and Nikki, let's go to you. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Trivial Theater, and then I'm on Twitter at triv- uh, sorry at Trivia underscore Chick, and that's Chick without a K. Uh, stop by. I was you know happy to talk movies. Alrighty, and let's go to James. Where can everyone find you? So you guys can find me on YouTube at just searching Real James. That's R-E-E-L James. And you can find me on every social media platform at It's Real James. And Dwayne, I'm so sorry. Can I mention one favorite that I just totally thought of right now as sure. he was talking? Sure. Young yeah. Frankenstein. No one mentioned Young oh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Young Frankenstein. Okay. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Listen, I'm not even mad. Great. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's go to Mike. Uh, let everyone know that can follow you. 
Uh, well, everybody can find me in Major Soch on uh, at Real School, just like James. It's that delicious pun, R E E L School. Uh, you can also find me at Vocal Cues, Q S. I like puns. I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, Vocal Cues, because uh, it's my weekly podcast where I interview uh, voice actors. And actually, just this week's episode was Roger Jackson from Scream. So if you're a fan, uh, go check that out, please. Oh, God, I love him. He better return for Scream 5, or I'm going 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you ever watched a TV show, but when they brought some geek to be the voice, and I was like, what is this? I know, um, so I 100% agree. Um, all righty, guys. I want to thank you all for coming on the show once again, taking time out of schedules. Like This gets so crazy as far as time zones and working things out, but I really do appreciate all of you for um, just making everything work out and coming on this uh, Killathon event. I really appreciate it. And uh, my name is Dwayne. As always, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Uh, stay tuned in, in two hours for part four, where we'll be focusing on art house horror movies. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Nick. That was Nikki. That was Mike. And that was James. We'll talk to you guys soon. 